This man's like, I'm really trying to get a fucking date out here. I'm trying to get a fucking date. Please. Please. Hello, hello, hello. I like want to say hello, but I feel like I'm literally like my voice is going to crack. I'm going to sound like I'm going through puberty. I almost, I had the instinct, and I'm glad I didn't follow it, but I am saying it now, so I guess I'm following it. I had the instinct to go, hello, but I don't know. Hello, love. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> really awful, really tragic. We are out here, you know, it's a Friday night. This is how we like to spend our weekends. Yeah. Working. <laughs> Hashtag girl bossing. Girl boss never stops, rise and grind, all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Unhealthy habits will bring you rabbits. Ooh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I just made it up right now. Wow. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, welcome back to the show. We have another very highly requested movie. We got a lot of submissions for it on our Google form. And also a lot of people wanted us to do it for our live movie watch. It was like the second. Oh, you're right. It was like the runner up for our live movie watch. So it's a very exciting film. I was very stoked. Mm -hmm. Um, I've literally been thinking about nothing but this film for the last (laughs) three days. So today we are doing 2005's Ice Princess. Oh my gosh. We were talking about this before we hopped on mic about how like the early 2000s and figure skating my god yeah it was the shit i feel like everybody's mom was obsessed with ice skating in like the 80s and the 90s and then passed it on to like their children when we were young i remember watching figure skating on tv all the time i never really watched a ton of ice skating stuff with my mom i do remember watching like the olympic ice skating stuff Mm. um i mean i remember like Michelle Kwan was yeah. a staple. She was, you know, a, a hero. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I first saw people like watching just ice skating videos was actually on Gilmore Girls. Oh. Uh, Rory's grandma like basically traps her and yeah. it's the last day before she goes to <laughs> Yale. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I talked about this a little bit in our Moulin Rouge episode, but if you have not yet <sighs> watched – Tessa and Scott do their Moulin Rouge routine at the Olympics. I need you to pause this podcast, go to YouTube, look it up. Please. uh, Because it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It makes me cry. Like it is, I'm just like, it's such a beautiful sport, but it's truly so beautiful. Just like one of the most graceful things I've ever seen. And it looks more romantic Mm -hmm. than like, I don't know, pick whatever you think is romantic. This duet yeah. is so romantic. Like you would think they were married for 20 years. Yeah. But they've just been skating together their whole lives. They're not together romantically, which like doesn't yeah, make I sense figured. in my brain. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. And they won gold. They did. They did. Unfortunately, we don't get any partner uh, couples, pair, skating, whatever it's called in this movie. But we do see some lovely – Little solo pieces. Yes. And, of course, we have, you know, Michelle Trachtenberg. Yes. We have amazing performances from 
Joan Cusack and Kim <laughs> Cattrall. Yeah. Okay. The reviews for this movie, like 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, like stuff like very average, yeah. lukewarm. But Joan and fucking Kim Cattrall, their performances were lauded. Yeah. And they were really good. Like I was getting a little emotion. I was getting pretty heated during their like face-off like fight scene later on i was like oh my god just yeah watching these two women spar with each other they're so good uh, i love a joan cusack moment yeah big fan yeah um we also have a very young hayden panettiere mm-hmm. and i mean it's pretty obvious here but there is a lot of clapbacks to skating culture like mm-hmm. tina harwood tanya harding yeah I fully did not remember that whole storyline about, like, Tina's, like, Olympic past. Yeah. When I was watching, I was like, this is, is this is, like, I'm watching I, Tanya right now, but made by the yeah. Disney Channel. <laughs> like, I, Tanya, except, like, she had some sort of, like, she got to, like, move past that. Yeah. What a, just a sad movie, I, Tanya. Truly. Damn. <laughs> it's really bad. Okay. I mean... With that being said, we just want to remind you to click the link in our bio. We have all these cool, we have all these cool links. I sound insane, but (laughs) we really do have like a link to our merch design, the aquamarine design. Yeah, mark your calendars because it's going on sale at the end of the month on the 26th. So freaking true. Get that for $13, I think, when it's on sale. It's like a $13 shirt, which is pretty fairly priced. Yeah. Um, And we also have, like, a playlist uh, that we have going on. Mm -hmm. We have links to our TikTok, just other facets of the pod. So be sure to show those links some love. Yeah. You can also find our movie request form in there. Oh, yeah. You can find all of our socials, all the different platforms you can listen on. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. And with that being said, shall we get into it? Let's get out on the ice. Nice. (laughs) Okay, so when this movie started, I was like, we're about to have some fun tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Because I could not believe my ears. No One by Allie and AJ plays first song. Yeah. (laughs) Setting the fucking tone. I immediately texted Mo and I was like, this movie starts with No One by Allie and AJ. Incredible. Beautiful work. Oh, yeah. It was like I was nine years old again. Yeah. Watching this movie on my Disney Princess TV. Exactly. Whoever the music supervisor was on this film. Great job. Beautiful work. Incredible job. Mm -hmm. Constantly raising the bar for the rest of us. Absolutely. And who do we see but a young Michelle Trachtenberg playing Casey Carlisle skating on this pond by her house, which I read is like a completely artificial pond Mm -hmm. that they made for this movie. Yeah. Also the fact that they have a Zamboni come on this ice later (laughs) on. I'm like, you're done. You're killed. You're fucking killed. Your Zamboni is gone. For a movie that has such an emphasis on physics, uh, they don't really abide by the laws of physics for most of it. So freaking true. I'm like, there's no way this pond is cold enough today. Yeah, definitely but not. <laughs> moving right along, her mom knocks on the window and she holds up Casey's math textbook and she's like, you know, got to do your math homework. And Casey's like, 
five more minutes, please. And we just see her skating on this ice, just beyond happy. Just so, so fun, loving, ethereal. I don't know. Living, laughing, and loving. And loving. Yeah. And then we cut to school. And this is where I start to get very confused by the timeline of this film. Because the last shot we see, it's winter. Like, there's ice. She's skating on a pond. And the next thing we know, the teacher's like, hey, Casey, what are your summer plans? So (laughs) I did not put two and two together. It really confused me. But either the first, the opening scene is just like, we're setting the tone. Yeah. And then we're going into real time. I did read that there was like a cut scene that was like a flashback to her as a child. Mm. So I wonder if it was supposed to be like her skating as a child. I bet. Into like her skating as an adult and then we start the movie. But we've we've jumped forward in time. It is now like the end of the school year. And Casey's science teacher keeps her back after class and asks about her college plans. And he's like, oh, well, have you heard of the Helen Stoller Physics Scholarship? Because I think that you have found your calling and it is physics. Whoa. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, you know, most people search their whole lives to find their calling. So you're really lucky to have found yours so early. You're really lucky I was here to tell you that this is it, babe. You're really lucky that I found your calling for you. (laughs) And uh, he says that she's going to need a recommendation letter from him. And he tells her to think about doing a, like, special physics project over the summer. Something that will kind of show the committee – her and like it he wants it to be like unusual and personal like really go for it yeah so in the hallway casey talks to her friend Anne and tells her about the scholarship and Anne and casey are definitely made to be like huge nerds yeah and Anne is like oh no like look at the event horizon and it's this hot guy passing by them (laughs) and Anne tells casey that one day he's going to wake up and realize he needs a math tutor. And, you know, she'll be there to tutor him. She could have her own Haley James Scott moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Casey tells her that if she figures out how to get them invited to one party, then she'll win the Nobel. And I'm like, you guys seem fine. Like, you could yeah. have more friends, I bet, if yeah. you wanted. Then we see Jen Harwood played by the one and only Hayden Panettiere. Yes. They did her dirty in this movie. I think they did not make her hair look good, like, at all. Styling-wise or, like, color-wise? Styling-wise. It looked, like, not great for most of the movie. Well, I mean, it's pulled back a lot because she's, you know, an athlete. But the little that little like half do where it's like the poofy front that was the style in 2005 I guess it really was damn yeah we had a problem <laughs> in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s yeah and the early 2010s <laughs> it never ends really bad yeah cuz those like those long long like straight bleach blonde extensions and like that little poofy thing oh i guess she's probably wearing extensions cuz i was just going to say that like I mean, Michelle's hair looks great, Mm -hmm. and then Hayden's hair looks, like, really dry. Yeah. And kind of, like, frizzy. Not frizzy, but, like, what are they – what's it called? Like, she has flyaways? Yeah, 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 Yeah. flyaways. Yeah. And I'm like, I've seen her hair look better in other movies. Like, you did her so dirty. Yeah. But 
Jen comes over to them and actually hands Casey an invitation to her boyfriend's party. And Casey's like, oh my God. For me? For what? And she's like, you're in class with Julian Wilson, right? Can you give this to him? And she walks away and Anne is like, that's so rude. And Casey's just like very flustered. Yeah. So then we go back to Casey's house where Joan Carlisle, a.k.a. Joan Cusack, (laughs) cash. Clever. (laughs) Yeah. She's, you know, chatting with Casey about this scholarship. And she's like, oh, my God, Mr. Bass is a genius. And kind of goes on this little tangent about how, like, teachers aren't appreciated and are underpaid, which is very true. She's a teacher. Yes, she is. She it's She's like a college professor, I believe. Yeah, I believe she's a professor. So Casey talks to her mom about – this project that she has to do and she's like i don't even know how i'm supposed to make it personal like the whole point of science is that it's like factual and it's unbiased and then joan whips out a george sand quote and george sand 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 i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i I really am not sure but yeah i'm sure someone will tell me at some point (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure someone is listening to our every word to tell us what we mispronounce. Yes. And um, she basically says that, you know, George was a woman forced to use a man's name to get published and says that the whole secret of the study of nature lies in learning how to use one's eyes. And that's her little piece of advice. For Casey. We get the sense that she's like a super feminist, Mm. pulls out quotes like this all the time. Yeah. Educational centered person. Yeah. Big time like second wave feminist vibes (laughs) off this one. For sure. So that night after dinner, her friend Anne comes over. They're watching old skating videos on TV and Casey's like analyzing their every move. She's totally mesmerized and she's like, oh, her form is great. Oh, she stumbled there, but she'll get the points back on the like loop-de-floop. And Anne is like, Casey, can we just get some ice cream? Because all your mother has is leftover tofu. And I'm like, if that ain't my fridge. (laughs) So it's like a whole thing with her mom. It's like, you, you got to get into college, feminist vibes, tofu. Like yeah. they're giving her the whole spiel. Yeah. Right. And then we got the iconic moment. Casey Carlisle leans into the TV and she just says, I bet there is an exact aerodynamic formula. <laughs> and she realizes that's what's her. <laughs> and she realizes that's what her project this summer is going to be on. Oh my gosh. The way that she says it too, I feel like her mouth is like, there is an exact aerodynamic (laughs) formula. I did notice that she hits her consonants very hard. hard. Yeah. The the girl has no issues with um, enunciation. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Plosives. Plosives. (laughs) 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 Um. No, I do think that's a nerd thing, though. Yeah. Like, there's an exact quadratic formula. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you know about velocity? Oh, my gosh. Because I don't recall her doing it in Gossip Girl when she was Georgina Sparks. Like, I I don't <laughs> recall her, like... That would stand out. Really sure. hitting her consonants, uh, but... You know, it's a character choice, and I, I think it. I think it works. I think it. It, uh, it reads. 
she kind of, she kind of um, pops off with it. Yeah. So the next thing we know, a young Casey Carlisle hops on her bike and she rides down to the Harwood Skating Club. She looks at all of these like trophies and all these pictures of someone. Oh my God, who? It's Kim Cattrall. And makes her way to the ice as she watches Jen Harwood, Nikki Fletcher, and Tiffany Lai begin their warm-up on the ice. These girls all go to school with her. They're all like prominent figure skaters in the community. (laughs) And uh, Casey pulls out her camcorder and starts filming them. Immediately, Tina Harwood, aka Kim Cattrall, comes over and is like, why are you filming my skaters? Are you here to scope out the competition? Like, who do you work for? She's like, and I'm big red. (laughs) It's very intense. She is not pulling any punches. And Casey's like, oh, no, I was just analyzing their movement. But Tina is like, Teddy, get over here. I'm calling the cops. So things are escalating. Bro, what? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, Teddy, get over here. I'm calling the fucking SWAT team on this dumb, <laughs> dumb 17-year-old bitch. I'm like, okay. no one's going to come. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to come here. Yeah. So Casey's like, but I thought this was a public rink. And Tina's like, well, it's private practice from 6 to 10 because my girls have to train for their regional championships. And Casey's like, no, I promise I'm a student. Here's my ID. Look at my notebook. And it's filled with all these formulas. And Teddy's like, yeah, seems legit. Checks out. And uh, Jen skates over. And she's like, what are you doing here? And when Tina looks at her, Jen just goes, she's a science geek from school. (laughs) Pretty brutal. devastating. (laughs) Like I show up somewhere and... Annihilated. Kill shark. Target down. Brutal. (laughs) Me going somewhere, doing the same thing, and them just going, she's a theater nerd. Me just going like, I'll kill kill myself now. I have to go home now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) So... Tina and Casey have a moment to chat, and Casey explains to Tina that she just wants to digitize some (laughs) images into her computer. I actually started laughing out loud when she said that line. I was like, what year is it? (laughs) And she wants to see if any kind of unified theory emerges. And I'm like, okay, queen, whatever the fuck. (laughs) Tina is like, okay, well, if Jen knows you and – you want to take some notes for your stupid little class, that's fine. But you're going to have a hard time convincing the other parents. Yes. So Nikki's mom says immediately no. Immediately no. Mm-hmm. You're done. Absolutely hair, not. The higher the hair, the closer to God. Absolutely. This woman invented <laughs> the bump it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how they got their money, honey. Yeah. And Casey insists that nobody outside of the scholarship committee will ever even see the footage. She shows, like, a letter from her teacher explaining the assignment, her driver's license, and then also reference letters from people she used to babysit for. And Mrs. Fletcher's like, all right, I guess we'll have 
Nikki's legal team. Check it out. This child has a legal team. (laughs) And Tiffany's dad is like, all right, fine. But you cannot speak to my daughter. You can observe. Be a fly on the wall. So then Jen skates up to Casey and tells her that if she posts any footage of her falling on her ass on the school website, she better be ready to transfer schools. Ooh. Yeah. Nothing like a little threat in the morning. I know. So Casey begins recording the girls' training, but she walks onto the ice to get a closer look, and Teddy's like, no street shoes on the ice. And Casey's (laughs) like, oh, yeah. So she gets on her skates. Then Brian, Jen's boyfriend, comes to the rink, and he has this bag, like a McDonald's burger or something like that. And Tina's like, Jen, you can't eat that. Jen is like, I'm burning tons of calories. And Tina's like, not enough. And she's like, mom, can I get a half hour break? And Tina says, not if she wants to win. So it's very strict training. Yes. Yeah. I do not have the discipline for anything like this. (laughs) I wonder if I was like interested in sports, if I would have done something like that. Because like, I mean, I was really interested in theater and I like literally – revolved my entire life mm-hmm. around that so if i had applied it to something else right, i would have yeah. been like dedicated but i do think that like for this sport for example because mm-hmm. it's more niche like you have to get up at 5 30 to like yeah. have ice time and you have to like spend a lot of hours and like we see later on she does like ballet yeah um in addition to ice skating classes and like just a lot of components and it's really like difficult to balance as a kid i mean oh yeah and it's not the kind of sport that you can do in school and also there's a huge financial commitment to it oh yeah and i only know about this because i'm canadian but and because like the town that my parents are from like we have family friends there and a lot of their kids who are my age like played hockey and the amount Mm -hmm. of money that you have to spend if your child is in any sort of ice sport like hockey or figure skating is actually insane. Like it's a huge, huge investment. Like you're for if you really want to like, for example, get your child to like the NHL. Oh my gosh. You're you're paying like what you would pay, actually way more what you would pay to like send them to college, essentially. Cause it's like thousands of dollars every single year mm-hmm. to get them the equipment. You have to get them on the right team so that they can like move into like the right leagues and like if you go the collegiate route, that means you're no longer like eligible for the NHL. It's like all of this stuff. Whoa. So it's like any sort of ice-based sport. I assume that figure skating is very similar in terms of like uh, how much it costs and like the coaching and the training and everything. So mm-hmm. it's a huge, huge commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tina's like, if we're making this commitment, we're making the commitment. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Brian suggests that Tina coach the basketball team because she would kick their asses. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to kick your ass right out of this ice skating rink. (laughs) Then Tina asks Jen to come over here and like they have this little talk and Tina's like, I don't want Brian coming around while you're practicing. And Jen is like, I never get to see him. Like all the other girls get to see their boyfriends. And she's like, well – you're not like the other girls, and winners make sacrifices. And Jen says, maybe they just cheat. 
<gasps> and guess who gets it on camera? Casey Carlisle. And she said, cut the cameras. Yeah, Tina said, cut that. Cut the fucking shit right now. <laughs> Put that. I'm going to break your camera. <laughs> yeah. So later that night, Casey goes home. She like runs all the footage on her computer. What computer program I is don't this? Und- it makes no sense to me. I could see there being some type of hardware or sorry, software that you could buy that can measure angles in a video. Yeah. But like it does it. Yeah. Like can someone tell <laughs> us? <laughs> any physicists out there? Cuz it, it do I know any physically? I my dad is a physics teacher, but other than that, I was always horrible at physics. I do feel like I learned more from this movie than I did in physics. <laughs> I mean, like at the time I learned more in physics, but this is more t- more easy to retain. Yeah, yeah. Um my issue with physics is that it's math masquerading as a science and uh math and i we're just we don't get along we're not the best of friends it's fine i'm horrible at math so physics was not my strong suit i was more of a biology girl Mm -hmm. the next day casey and ann hang out in this cafe and Casey tells Anne her findings. She says that the kinetic energy in a jump equals half the skater's mass times velocity squared minus. And Anne is like, okay, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, and she tells her, you know, it's good, but it's a little dry. And Casey's like, I don't know how I can make it personal. And Anne's like, Put more you in the project. Mm. So Casey goes back to the rink and goes up to Tina and asks if she can take some lessons, some skating lessons, so she can like mm. better understand, you know, the physics and yeah. apply it to her own skating. And Tina's like, well, yeah, that's fine. We have like a novice class for the summer. It's three afternoons a week and it's $800. And it'll cost your arm, your leg, and your firstborn. Yeah. So just leave leave it on my doorstep. (laughs) So cut to the freaking rink, y'all. Casey got herself a job at the snack shack. Yep. And she is dishing it out. There are all these kids. They're shouting orders at her and throwing money at her. And she gets all these hot dogs ready for the kids and touches one with her hand. And this kid is like, ah, I don't want that anymore. You touched it. And so she holds it up and she's like, okay, fine. I'll eat it. And she's like, Ah, now you breathed on it. And they just take their snacks and they leave. I will say the scene did really make me want a hot dog. I wish I could do a Jennifer Coolidge impression so I could say her famous line. She's like, I want a hot dog real bad. That's how I felt watching that scene. I love Jennifer Coolidge. Me too. Right. So back at the rink, she's working at the snack shop. The kids leave. The skaters, a.k.a. Tiffany, Nikki, Jen, come up to her and they're like, what are you doing here? And Casey's like, oh, it's for my project. And they're like, oh, okay, you're really committed. So the girls put in their asinine orders. (laughs) Nikki asks for a BLT, hold the B. So a lettuce and tomato sandwich. (laughs) Tiffany asks for a beef patty, squish it till it's dry. No bun. That makes me so sad. You could at least like get a burger and a lettuce wrap instead. Like yeah. if you didn't want the bun. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. 
we're we're you're too young for this. The, the squish it till it's dry thing is what really. Wait, can we talk about how Tiffany Lai invented the Smash Burger? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wow. Tiffany, pioneer. I know. So then it's Jen's turn and she asks for a salad and Casey's like, okay, finally something easy. And she's like half a cup of garbanzo beans, a lemon wedge and a quarter cup of cheese. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. And Nikki's like, wow, that's a lot of cheese. And Jen is like, it's a Saturday. I can pig out if I want to. I'm like, sounds like you've got some really – Many long years of therapy ahead of you. Absolutely, yeah. So they wait for the food, and Jen vents to Tiffany about she how she keeps like popping her lutz. Which, sure, like I don't I don't know what anything means. <laughs> I did look it up. It's it's like when they it's a jump. It's a type of jump. Okay, yeah. so does popping it mean like not staying in form or that? I don't, I don't know. know. Any skaters out there? Let, let us, us know. know. Yeah. So Nikki's like. Maybe it's all that cheese. And <laughs> Tiffany is like, you just have to focus. I heard that Zoe Block has been sticking a quad. And Jenna's like, that's probably a rumor. She started herself. Mm. And Casey tells them the food is ready and gives them their individual totals. It's like so cheap. It's like, that's a dollar. That's a dollar. Yeah. That's two dollars. And then she's like, but if you want to split it um, between – this way, um, it's three seventy five and two twenty five, and if you want to split it that way, it's one seventy five and six twenty five. And <laughs> Nikki just hands her like a ten, and she's like, "You can keep it all of you. Just stop talking like that." And the girls walk Ooh, away laughing. Yeah. I wonder is Casey making minimum wage? Probably not even. I don't even think she's making money. I think she's just working to oh, pay yeah. off her ice skating debt. Probably, yeah. But, you know, it works because she gets to take the class. Mm-hmm. Jen is the TA along with Tina, the teacher. And um, Tina asked the class to tell her assistant what the most important rule is. And they're all like, never be late because Jen was late. And also all the students in this class are like seven years old. And Casey is also there at her big age of 17. Yeah. Tina tells them that they have a lot that they have to get ready for before their recital in August, the end of the summer. <gasps> Very exciting. She says that they're going to work on their toe loop, their LUTs, but first they have to get comfortable with throwing themselves in the air. <laughs> so she then pulls out this little like butt pad pair of like booty shorts and says, This is your new best friend. So Casey puts on her butt padding shorts. Everybody is skating around, practicing. Some of the girls are, like, actually starting to, like, do jumps and throw themselves up. Uh, But Casey is still apprehensive. She ends up, like, accidentally falling on this small child. (laughs) And this... This kid is like, can you, like, try not to squish me? And Tina comes over and tells... Casey to keep her arms in. It'll help her form. And then we see this like little boy get yelled at by his mom. Oh my gosh. From like the sidelines where she's like, if you don't like nail this jump, blah, blah, blah. And Casey's like, this is a little harsh for just a recital. And the little girl is like, um, actually, it's actually it's the U S F A S A J S T. 
aka <laughs> the first step to qualifying for regionals. So she seems like a delight. Yeah. She seems like a super laid back young gal. And then we get this amazing montage as the class goes on. Casey gets better and more confident. She does her first LUTs and Teddy gets on the ice with his Zamboni and Casey like watches him from the bleachers. She has this urge to go out on the ice because it's super smooth. So she decides to go out and skate on the freshly Zambonied ice. And Teddy's like, what the hell are you doing out here? What the hell are you two doing in a tree? So he's like, are you out of your mind? And Casey falls over, totally caught off guard. Teddy runs across the ice to help her. He's like, you can't skate when the Zamboni is out on the ice. And Casey's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's like, what was going through your head? And I'm like, can can you just like <laughs> let are you the fucking fire marshal? What is let her breathe. Let her get up. She's just like, I've never skated on such a smooth surface before. And I wanted to see what it was like. I normally skate on the pond near my house. Which you'll one day come Zamboni and that's how you'll die. <laughs> And that's when the Zamboni falls through the ice because there's no way that that shallow pond is frozen enough to support it. Like three tons of metal. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So he does at this point offer a hand to like help her get off the ice because she also like hurt her legs and she fell on it and she starts to skate off on her own only to immediately fall on her ass. And by her ass, I mean her butt pad, which explodes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's filled with styrofoam. <laughs> so Sorry, I'm just thinking about that moment in SpongeBob where it's like if you keep falling on your ass, you're going to end up like that guy over there. And they show like the steel oh. butt. <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah. <laughs> Very much that vibe. Um <laughs> So Teddy ends up, like, stifling a laugh at this styrofoam explosion. He's like, wow, you must really want that A for your class. And he helps her clean up, and she says that it's actually for a physics scholarship. I'm sorry, I'm reading your notes ahead. (laughs) Oh, for the benefit of the listeners, I'll read what my note says. Turns out Teddy knows a couple words like velocity because he's really into cars. (laughs) And this sends uh, Casey into a frenzy, like a, a dog in heat almost. <laughs> how, like, how'd you know that? Where'd you hear that before? How do you know that word? <laughs> He's like, I've read one book. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm a little flushed. I'm a little flustered. So she says that she has to get home. And he's like, yeah, you should. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I can't finish the ice. Like, I can't finish Zamboniing until you're off the ice. So Casey skates away, gaping hole in her butt pad. Just classic. Am I right, ladies? (laughs) Oh, I hate it when that happens. That feeling when. (laughs) So back at home, Casey is working on her project, and her mom is like, I know it's a hard sport that takes dedication and artistry, but I just can't get past the stupid little outfits. And Casey's like, they're actually aerodynamically sound. And I'm like, I believe you, Casey, but also like, yeah. they're bedazzled. Yeah. Um, they're also just nice to look at. They're pretty. Oh, yeah. I think they're yeah. pretty. 
But Joan is like, they put us back 50 years. If I ever saw you in one, I think I'd start crying. And Casey's like, well, you never will. Spoiler alert. Guess again, bitch. (laughs) Guess again. So we go back to the ice skating rink. Casey has Anne help her like film a demonstration video for her project. And she's like having a hard time just speaking normally on camera. She's like, hi, I'm Casey Carlisle. (laughs) Hi, I'm Casey Carlisle. And this is physics. I don't know what she says. Something like that. (laughs) And she basically explains like the physics behind the skating technique. And she does like a bad one for the before shot, not applying the formula. But then she does a good one. And it is like a perfect, majestic, slow-mo jump in the air. She lands it flawlessly. And after this one jump, supportive queen Anne says, when you sign with Nike, remember, I wear a size six and a half. Yeah. Pretty intense. Yeah. So next stop, Casey runs over to Tina's office and tells her that she wants to do the recital for science. Mm -hmm. And Tina's like, okay, be here at 530. And Casey's like, but I have this Harvard alumni tea thing at three. And she's like, and then what are we talking about? <laughs> but Casey's like, don't, never mind. Like, I'll make it. Then she realizes that she has nothing to wear. And Tina's like, come by my house at noon. Maybe one of my old costumes will work. And I'm like, is it like 8 a.m.? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Where are we? Yeah. So Casey eventually gets back to her house tries on Tina's old costume. It is beautiful. It's like red and it has long sleeves and a low back, has all these Mm -hmm. like jewels on it. It's really gorgeous. That is when who knocks on the door? Oh my God, it's Joan, her mom. So Casey has to throw on a bathrobe before she comes in and Joan surprises her with a new fit for this Harvard tea. It's a, I'm sorry if you like this skirt. I think it's an ugly skirt that she puts her in. (laughs) This, like, blazer, a blouse. She's not – it's not flattering. She said, I went to Talbot's and I thought of you. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she tells Casey that she looks perfect. I do think there is some, like, retro, like, vibes going on. There's a way to style it. I do believe there's a way to style it and make it look decent. Yeah. The ensemble that is put together is not it, though. Well, her mom is very happy with herself. Yes. And on their way to the Harvard Tea, Joan is like, I think this whole effect is very grown up with a nod to femininity. We've evolved. I can't do a Joan Cusack accent and it makes me so sad. She says, we've evolved past flaunting it, but we don't have to deny it. I mean, you are going to be mingling with your prospective classmates and professors. And I really wanted the look to say, we are serious. (laughs) Well, she succeeded, I think. Absolutely. So Casey asks her mom if, like, they can just stay for an hour and then dip. And Jones just kind of starts fawning over her. And she's like, oh, I've been so worried about you because you've been living at that skating rink. But you're here now because you understand what's really important. And Casey's like, yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. (laughs) 
So they head inside. Casey's trying to talk to her mom again. And Joan is like, look, if you're nervous, do you want to rehearse it one more time? And so Casey rehearses, like, introducing herself. She's like, hi, I'm cut to talking to this um, Harvard gal. And this young student is talking to Casey about the physics program. And she's like, it's it rocks. And on your <laughs> sophomore year, you can join the quantum physics club in that rocks. And last year at our competition, we won for our quantum uh, processor. And it was r- r- that fucking rocked. And <laughs> Casey's like, sounds oh. really rockin'. And her mom is like, you know, if Casey's scholarship works out, I'm sensing that you two will be spending scads of time together. <laughs> I did have to look up the word scads because I had never no way. heard it before. <laughs> it, it This whole moment is giving me... It's giving me very New England. It's mm. giving me very Rory Gilmore. Yes. It's giving me um, Emily Gilmore. Paris Geller is somewhere yeah. in that room. Paris Geller is chomping a sandwich trying to talk to someone in a very <laughs> monotonous tone. Yeah, exactly. So Casey reaches <laughs> Casey reaches for some bruschetta. Um, some bruschetta. <laughs> <laughs> Some bruschetta. My, my, my one eighth Italian popped out for a second. Sorry. She she reaches for the mats. Mozzarella. The bruschetta. <laughs> the bruschetta. Oh my gosh. Um, but her skating costume shows. Oh my god. Oh my god. So she has to like shove her sleeve down, and the student is like, you know, if you have some time right now, I can take you through the entire physics syllabus. What? And. <laughs> Have you ever spoken to a person before? Like, what is happening? And her mom is like, we've got nothing but time, baby. Time is on our side. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So... The bruschetta. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I have to remember to put this in a caption. Like, this week we talk about bruschetta. (laughs) Bruschetta. I apologize to uh, any of our Italian listeners out there. I have the tiniest drop of Italian blood, and it gives me far too much audacity. (laughs) But anyways, we go back to the ice skating rink. Casey, of course, is late. Everybody is getting ready. Everybody is kind of, like, getting ready to go on. Casey is really nervous. The lights go down, and Tina's like, take a deep breath. So she inhales, and she's like, now let it let it go breathe out she, she exhales you can't forget this yeah. it's the one thing you have to remember yeah so casey takes off her hoodie and they all get on the ice while jen and tina watch from the bleachers casey has one hoodie and it shows it's true <laughs> she does it's like a fighter in the rink and she like takes off her robe um but so she goes out on the ice and leads this performance. She kind of acts as like it's almost like the adult figure in the thing, mm. and she's telling the kids to shh behind her. Yeah. And in the audience, Jen comes out to sit next to her mom and look at the, you know, watch the recital. And she's like, Mom, is that one of your old costumes on Casey? 
it's kind of a tense moment. Yeah. But Casey's doing amazing. The kids are very cute. And then Casey goes up for her big solo moment. She nails her jumps and then her spin at the end. And everyone applauds, including Teddy, um, who's working on the lights, and (laughs) Anne in the audience. And Jen walks away. The kids race up to the judges' table. This performance did remind me of – when I was a kid, when I was still living in Canada before I moved to Shanghai, I was taking dance classes and uh, I did like a jazz dance class and yeah. we had a performance um, where we were all in like little flower pots. We all had these like flower headbands and just Love. like in this class, there was one boy in my class and he came around with like a watering can to like wake us to up. pollinate you yeah to, to pollinate us <laughs> and we we all like emerged from our little pots as beautiful flowers and did our dance oh that's so wholesome yeah. it's really cute and then he became a hockey player uh, but anyways but all he wanted was to dance yes <laughs> so we go to the dressing room where all of the girls from the class are looking at their scores and they ask Casey how she did and she's like oh I got a I got a junior pass and they're like what that means you skipped two levels that's the level that Jen Nikki and Tiff are at which seems insane that's that- pretty wild she did like two jumps and they're like yep you're going to she's a runner she's a track star <laughs> she gonna make it work when it gets hard <laughs> yeah apparently and uh so casey asks tina about you know competing since she's now at the junior level and tina's like you can't the only thing that the judges saw was what i've been seeing all summer you have raw talent but that's not enough for a shot at regionals and she explains that Nikki's parents took out another mortgage on their house and Tiff's dad works two jobs for her to be able to pursue skating. And Tina's like, what about your skates? You would need custom boots. That's $600 minimum. And the blades need to be sharpened every six weeks. And she says that you would have to want it more than anything else. It's not something that you do on a whim. Yeah, it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Um So are regionals, like, anyone can go to regionals? Yeah, because that's, like, the first step. I think you have to to be, like, a junior. You have to be at the junior level. Mm -hmm. And then you just sign up and you can go. Word. Yeah, so the next morning, um, Joan wakes Casey up for her last first day of school. And she's, like, I went a little, like, whoa, like, freak. (laughs) Like, what? Like, whoa. And... I made pancakes with white flour. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. I'm like, Mom, no buckwheat pancakes? (laughs) Wild. Oh, my goodness. So at school, Casey walks down the hallway and Tiff and Nikki clap for her. And Jen is like, the fuck, bitches? (laughs) And Tiff is like, what? It took me two years to land a double. And I'm like... Damn, is she really good at skating or are you guys bad? (laughs) True. (laughs) She's just that naturally talented apparently. Yeah. And then Nikki asks Casey if she'll be training with him now. And Casey's like, no. And she's like, why? And she's like, I can't afford it. (laughs) Yeah. 
So Chen tells her that she doesn't know how lucky she is to have a life. She can watch TV and hang out with her friends. And Jen was like, I'd love to see my boyfriend. And Tiffany is like, I'd love to eat bread. And I'm like, who's holding the bread away from you, Tiffany? <laughs> yeah. Who's who's holding back the bread, damn it? <laughs> I'll fight him. I'll fight them. I'll fight him. <laughs> and Nikki, who I'm convinced should not be in high school and is like, here my mistake, is like, boo, hoo, hoo, who cares? Don't you want to just skate all the time? And <laughs> she's like, the jumping shrimp is a skating machine. My mom copyrighted it. It like, does anyone want jumping shrimp merch? Would anyone be interested if we had jumping shrimp merchandise? Just hit me up, DM us. Yeah, let us know. And Jen is like, that's scary. Like, I am worried about that girl. And Tiff is like, we must learn from her. So Casey goes into physics class where her teacher comes up to her. He read her project and he's like, this is perfect. It's exactly what the scholarship committee is looking for. And he says, it's so good. You could probably sell it. And Casey's like, Bada bing, bada boom. The ideas are coming together. <laughs> He's like, it's so good you could sell it. Cut to, hi, I'm 10, but I love working. I love to work. I just want to have a job. Don't you just want to work all the time? And I'm like, the TED Talk girl boss girl can't hurt you here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> Damn, but if you haven't seen the TED Talk, Girl Boss Girl, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. Okay. So later on that day during lunch, Casey goes up to Tiff and she's like, What if I could fix your spread eagle? And then she goes up to Nikki and she's like, What if I could help you stop traveling on your tailspin, on your sit spin, whatever? <laughs> and Nikki's like, I do not. But what if I did? And Jen is like, uh, she goes up to Jen and she says, what if I told you that you can land your double axle clean? And I'm like, okay, marketing. Yeah. Okay, Pop advertising. Up. Okay, guerrilla marketing campaign. <laughs> so Casey is skating on the rink while Tina is watching from her office. And Teddy comes up and he's like, oh, like, how'd you score the rink time? And Casey's like, oh, I'm trading my science project. And he's like, oh, you you carved up all this fresh ice. <laughs> but it wasn't so bad watching you do it. <laughs> he doesn't say like that. He's actually very nice and endearing. But Yeah, you know. he's like cute. Yeah. So that's when Joan comes in and she's like, Hello, where have you been? We were supposed to go to the orthodontist for your new night guard fitting. And then she sees Teddy and she's like, um, what's going on here? I thought that you were working on your project. And Tina comes over and she's like, yeah, she was. Um, by the way, your daughter is very talented. And Joan is like, oh, you're Tina Harwood, the skater with all the trophies and little outfits she's about to like <gasps> chew up the yeah. ice rink it's tense and tina's just like yes i am and joan's like well don't let me interrupt carry on with your fun here and it is 
biting. So Casey's like, Mom, let's get out. And like rushes her out of the room. <laughs> Mom, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So they go home and Casey is working on her formulas when mom comes in and picks up Casey's skates. She tosses them in the closet with a crash. (gasps) Mom's not happy. So go back to practice. Casey is coaching the girls and using her computer program to guide them. Tina is watching from her office and Jen actually lands her axle perfectly and they're like, oh, my God, it worked. And Casey's like, the computer doesn't make the jumps. That was all you. Wow. They're friends. Yeah. So Jen goes to her mom's office and is, like, begging her to let her go to a party. She's like, I'll be back by 11. But Tina points out that she has a 5.30 a.m. practice tomorrow. That's early. <laughs> that is very early. And Jen points out that she landed her axle today. Can she just have one Saturday night? And Tina's like, well, who are you going with? So Jen comes up to Casey at the snack shack and asks her if she wants to hang out tonight, maybe like grab a bite to eat, go see a movie. Um, I want to give some behind the scenes info to our, our listeners on how our notes are set up. We have like titles for every scene. Just as like usually it'll like have the name of the characters in it or something like that. And the title of that scene in our notes is Friendship. (laughs) An ode to friendship. Yes. Jen asks her to hang. (laughs) Maybe grab food or a or movie. (laughs) They do not do that. Because where do they go? As a haiku. <laughs> I love it. I loved it. Um, and yeah, they they do precisely that. They go to a party. Uh, Casey immediately pissed off that she's been dragged here. Casey's like, I wore my limited two top and my fucking Coles pants. Like you didn't tell me I would have wore. I would have got my candies gear out for this party. Yeah, she's like, I'm not dressed for the party. And Jen just goes, shake it. I'm like, Jen, Jen's wearing a poncho. Jen's outfit. (laughs) (laughs) It's the cotton candy pink and blue combo for me. (laughs) Did I, as a, I want to say high schooler, but maybe it was middle school, wear cotton candy pink cropped sweats with a blue Mm. light blue Hollister shirt (laughs) to school thinking I was the shit (laughs) don't hate me because I'm the it girl I didn't ask to be the shit girl (laughs) yes I absolutely did who told me that those two colors were okay to wear together it was the okay this is the thing with uh with clothing of the time it was either the cotton candy pink and blue or pink and brown or turquoise and brown. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the yeah. turquoise and brown. Gotta, it's like <laughs> and it's dark brown, like a chocolate brown. Chocolate brown. For sure. No, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes in the same fucking baby doll top even. I I am picturing so many outfits that I wore so vividly right now. And it's hurtful. I'm hurting myself. I want that sound where it's like. 
I love the uh, the sound effect work we have in the studio tonight. <laughs> yeah. Where what are the artists called that make the like sound effects for shows? Fo- a foley artists. Yeah, we're foley artists. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, this is a slap. Ow! <laughs> I just want to say that neither of us are drinking. No, I'm, I'm doing, sober. Like, I'm drinking water. I'm doing dry January. I have not had a drink in, like, two weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we talking about? Where are we? Okay. okay. <laughs> so, they show up to the party. Jen is wearing her insane outfit. And Casey is very nervous that she's not dressed up. And Jen just goes, shake it. And she's like, what? She's like, like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, your hair, and pulls out her clip. so And tosses it. Yeah, fucking tosses that <laughs> shit on the ground. And Casey <laughs> shakes her hair out, and she's like, great, now no one will notice. And I actually do this very often, where if I'm not feeling great, I will just, like, shake my hair. And I'm like, wow, I'm a whole new woman. Everything's changed. Wow. Yeah. Works wonders. That's so cute. Yeah. yeah, then they go inside. And we get a little, uh, uh. Some type of music like that. Yeah. And <laughs> so they head inside. Casey's like, I don't know a single person here. And Jenna's like, everyone here goes to school with us. Yeah. That guy's in your science class. That guy's in your English class. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all these different jocks there. And Casey's like, I don't talk to guys or people. <laughs> and Jenna's like, well, it- it's the perfect time to start. Hey, here's my friend Kyle, a.k.a. Shane Oman from Mean Girls. What are you doing here? What are you up to, man? What the (laughs) fuck? And she's like, Kyle, Casey skates. Casey, Kyle plays hockey. He's like, I would never tell the guys this, but you guys could skate circles around us. And I'm like, is ice like that big in Connecticut? Like, maybe I'm in the wrong town, but like, damn, like. Where is this the culture? (laughs) So Casey's like, oh, well, not while pushing a puck. And I'm like, okay, tat-a-tat. Flirty. Love it. Okay, Flirty McFlirtson. (laughs) So she notices this guy trying to zip line on this cord hanging from the ceiling. And she's like, oh, no. (laughs) It's a simple V times A equals mass, blah, 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 miscalculation, you know, velocity times momentum equals acceleration physics and this guy goes right through the window yeah and kyle's like i actually have to go (laughs) i'm like okay sure like i guess like if it's not if that's not your cup of tea whatever yeah then this group of girls come up to her (laughs) insane (laughs) out of nowhere and they're like do you know who that is that's kyle he's the captain of the hockey team never speak to him again (laughs) and she's like Oh, sorry. Like sometimes when I get nervous, I babble and this cure in my head just gets loose. It's kind of like a a plank diagram. And the girl's like, you're doing it right now. Just like, what is your problem? Who made you (laughs) the fucking police of the party, dude? Yeah. Bringing the vibe way down. Horrible vibes. But Teddy, Uh. Teddy, Teddy, he strolls up and goes, I think babbling is cool. <laughs> Excuse me? This man is down bad. This man's like, I'm really trying to get a fucking date out here. I'm trying to get a fucking date, please. 
please. And <sighs> Casey thanks him just as get your get your shine on, please, at the party. Wow. I never thought about it, but how old is Teddy? Is he like an adult? <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> I think that he's in high school as well. He's kind of just like giving me like the guy in Aquamarine who's like old and is kind of just like skulking around. And but then you realize later like he's cool and he's like just trying to help Aquamarine. Leonard, Leonard from the Beach Club. Because I just feel like he's so <laughs> quiet. I wouldn't say he's giving me Leonard. That's like a that's like a sad desperation. That's like a <laughs> Can can you think of another character though who you'd compare him to? I well I don't think he's in high school because that would make him and Jen twins. And I'm not getting twin mm. vibes off of these two. Well, he could be a senior, but they're seniors. Oh, in the final yeah thing, yeah. Damn. So I'm thinking maybe he like graduated last year would be my guess. Yeah, maybe. He's like 19. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, Jake from Freaky Friday where it's unclear whether this oh, is an adult yeah. man or. It's not exactly a teacher. Yeah. It's ambiguous. But mm-hmm. in any case, they go outside to talk some more. And he's like, oh, so I guess you're Jen's cover for tonight. Usually that's me. But, you know, my sister has her own problems. And Casey's like, (laughs) excuse me? You're Tina's son? And he's like, yeah, like, if that's so hard to believe, I know I might just seem like the help. And I kind of am. And he tries to, like, open up his soda but manages to just, like, rip the tab off in the process. So Casey grabs a straw and punctures it. An object is only so strong as its <laughs> weakest point. I'm like, girl, stop typing. Yeah. I don't think this is real physics. I think that this is movie physics. I don't know if you could puncture a can. I think that's true. With, like, a with a plastic straw, though? It was like a hard plastic bendy straw. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was just like a regular straw. I'm like, there's no way. No, no. It was like a a bendy, uh, swirly, crazy straw, whatever it's called. That makes more sense then. But yeah, they have a little little moment. And she kind of like asks him about his job at the rink. And he's like, yeah, you know, it was actually a pit when my mom first bought it with her divorce money. But I kind of helped her, like, fix it, build it from the ground up, and figured out in the process that I love Zambonying. It's my favorite part. (laughs) I'd be like, got a blast. (laughs) And uh, he then asks her about her science interests. And while she's talking, Casey ends up, like, uh, getting bumped into by somebody and, like, accidentally steps in an ice bucket for drinks and everyone laughs at her i'd be mortified (laughs) i like don't understand why it's such a big deal though i would just be like oh oops and then move on but i don't get why everyone's like (laughs) fucking nerd stepped in the ice bucket i could absolutely see everyone (laughs) doing that if i did that at a party in my high school Mm. i could totally very vividly (laughs) almost like it's already happened to me picture it i guess i didn't go to like real parties in high school so i'm not familiar 
But um, yeah, everyone laughs at her. And Teddy says, oh, you just can't keep off the ice, can you? You know, he makes her feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. He also is like leaning in very close. He has like his arm on like the door frame. Certainly. While they're chatting. It's like quite intimate. Indeed. So we get another montage. Casey wakes up super early to go to the rink and skate with the girls. She goes to ballet classes and she goes to the gym. She's lifting. She's cycling. She goes to school. She does her homework. She works at the rink. She falls asleep in class. It's like getting to be a lot to balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Casey comes home and her mom is like, where have you been? And she's like, oh, you know, I stayed um, late after school. And her mom is like, no, where have you been all week? And Casey's like, uh, this tutoring thing has me all stretched out. And her mom is like, why are you doing this? The kid is obviously the dumbest eighth grader on the planet. And she's like, it'll look good on my college application. You know, Anne's doing it too. And her mom is like, well, Anne just phoned for you. What's going on? Also, I found a test where you got to see what the hell. So Casey's like, you know, I feel really bad about the C. Like, I'm sorry. Can you give it a rest? And Casey leaves, but her backpack like falls open and her mother sees Tina's old skating outfit. <sighs> yeah. So things really start to get tense between them at dinner. Mm -hmm. They're in complete silence at the table. And Casey says that she just wants to compete at regionals. And her mother is like, why? What do you have to gain from this? And Casey's like, mom, I'm good. And Joan asks why she wants to just toss out their whole plan and become, what, a professional athlete? And asks how long a skating career lasts anyway. But Casey says that she loves it. And Joan is like, there is no shelf life on your mind. And, you know, maybe if I had gone to college sooner and I had figured that out, maybe we wouldn't be living like this. And Casey's like, there's nothing <sighs> wrong with the way that we live, which it was heartbreaking that moment. And Joan says that she hasn't been able to give her a quarter of the things that she's wanted to. Oh. And Casey tells her mom that she's given her everything. And Joan is like, well, then you need to give me something now. Yikes. And then leaves the table. It's just incredibly tense. Yeah. It's like, on the one hand, what her mom is doing is like noble. Like she wants her daughter to work hard in her studies mm -hmm. and she wants her to go to a good college. But then on the other hand, it's like Casey realizes that she actually really loves to do mm -hmm. something else. And like maybe that the path she thought she wanted isn't what she wants at all. And it's mm -hmm. so difficult, especially looking back, like when you're in your senior year, mm -hmm. you have to make so many decisions. Yeah. Like it, there are like certain colleges that you want to get into depending on what you want to major in. And you have to like pick mm -hmm. that major now and like just deciding so many things about your life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think if I were in her position, I'd be like, yeah, I guess I can't do it. Like she has so much drive mm -hmm. and determination. Yeah. Which she was, you know, focusing on physics and focusing on school and stuff. But it seems like she's just a really driven person. Oh, totally. Yeah. She's she's a, she has an insane work ethic for sure and is obviously yeah. very smart and uh, really succeeds at pretty much anything she tries to do. But it, this is the, the really 
awful thing about, you know, the way that our society is and the way that kind of like lives are mapped out is that when you are like 18, when you're a senior in high school, you have to make all of these huge life decisions and you're expected to like have enough uh, foresight to like think through the entirety of your life, yet you are still treated like a child in so many ways. Yeah. And like that's a really, really difficult thing to reckon with. And also just like being on the precipice of such a big change, it's extremely overwhelming. Absolutely. In the morning, Casey sneaks out of the house and she rides her bike to the rink where Tina is getting ready to drive the girls to regionals. So Casey sneaks out and rides her bike to the rink where Tina is getting ready to drive everyone to regionals. So then Casey shows up and Tina's like, oh, we're picking up a stray. And Jen is like, you know, where's your mom? And Casey's just like, yeah, my mom's not really into skating. And Nikki brags to the girls about her Toyota sponsorship. Huge. Huge. It's a done deal. I know. I'm like, Toyota. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. And then Tiffany's dad um, reminds her, oh, because Tiffany's like, we're really behind on marketing. And her Mm -hmm. dad is like, I'm working two jobs so that you can do this. And when you win, it'll make it even more worth it. (laughs) And it's like a lot of pressure. So Jen goes up to Nikki and says that everyone says they're going to win first and second today. And Nikki almost falls for it. And Jen explains to Casey that it's a classic psych out, you know, tell the competition that they're going to do well so they don't try as hard. She also tells Casey to remember that if she tanks the first program, it's okay. It's only a third of the score. Um, She tells her never to freak until after the long. So Teddy and Casey have a little flirt flirt, a little tete-a-tete, and he is driving them. So they get to the venue, and Jen points out Zoe Block and refers to her as the skate thief. And Zoe is like skating's bad girl. She has like her (laughs) bangs. Yeah, and her piercing and like her little – like brightly colored highlights and space buns and the girls have some like back and forth and zoe's like i don't need to steal skates or a computer program to win and casey's like how did she know about my program and jen says she has eyes on the back of her horns so the girls are about to like get into it again when tina pulls jen away and she's like do not engage you need to imagine that you're in a bubble and don't deviate from your program even if you fall. And we also see like Zoe's mom giving her like a pep talk too, or a coach maybe. I don't know. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. Then classic psych outs begin. Zoe talks to Casey in the hallway and she's like, oh, you're the girl who doesn't have a coach. Well, good luck since it's not easy going out there your first time. She tells her to keep focused, be impressive, and just set the groundwork for next year. And Casey's like, next year. And she's like, you're not going to place. The judges have already ranked this thing in their minds. Nice skates. And she flicks her skates. And Jen tells Casey it's another classic psych out and actually offers to help her with her makeup. Yeah, which is very sweet. And uh, she gives her a little makeover. Casey, like, 
doesn't even recognize herself with this very, very natural makeup look that she has going. Yeah, it's super natural. Like, it's not anything crazy. It's just, like, a little bit of, like, brown eyeliner on her tight line and, like, mascara. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Jen is like, you look hot, but stay away from Brian. He's mine. Teddy, on the other hand you can have and casey's like oh what are you talking about i don't even like i'm like so him. embarrassed like i don't no, even know him i'm her nerd so jen is like well i may not be as smart as you are but i'm not an idiot facts so um they do the performances zoe gets up in the ice to do her routine it's very pop punk she nails all her moves of course Then Tiffany does a beautiful, elegant, classic routine, but she does trip. Then, of course, the jumping shrimp. It's very theatrical. I think she does, like, a routine to Mm can-can. Yeah. Yeah. And she does great, too. Jen does her routine. She is stunning, very graceful, very precise, but she doesn't look like she's enjoying herself. No. When she finishes, she, like – breathes a huge sigh of relief like she was like panicked you know mm-hmm. um then jen skates over to her mom and her mom is like you're definitely going to sectionals and jen wishes casey good luck yeah i did read that um hayden pantier actually did most of her own skating crazy yeah the only thing she didn't do was um i think the triples she didn't do but uh especially that really really fast spin that she does at the end of this number that's her, mm-hmm. um, wow. which is very impressive. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, on the other hand, she had a lot of body doubles that you can very clearly see. But she mm-hmm. did her best. She did a good job, considering she never skated before this movie. Wow. Um, and she learned over like the course of 10 months. She trained um, and was able to be quite graceful. So Casey gets out on the ice Literally no one could give a fuck about her. Nobody is paying attention. <laughs> people are leaving. <laughs> yeah, people are leaving. The judges are like chatting amongst themselves. But she doesn't let that stop her. She gets in the zone. Her skating song is Ray of Light, which is incredible. It's like a song by Madonna. Yeah. Right? I wonder how much this song cost them. It must have cost them a fair amount. So she begins her routine she does stumble slightly on, like, the come down from her first jump, but she manages to recover pretty quickly and nails her next jump, like, perfect, flawless. And people actually start to pay attention to this girl mm-hmm. that is performing for them. And Jen is like, oh, my God, Mom, she's got the crowd. And Tina is shitting her pants. She is so nervous watching this girl right now. Casey then nails a triple – out of nowhere and they're like oh my god did you know she had a triple (laughs) and tina's like she figured that out in her computer and jen says the computer doesn't make the jumps for you mom which is exactly what casey said to (sighs) jen when she was teaching her how to land her double and yeah she just like does a wonderful little performance the judges are super impressed everybody claps for her she's on top of the world we see the results They're posted after the short, and Nikki and Jen are fourth, and Casey is fifth. And Jen congratulates Casey 
she's like, fifth is great. But Casey's like, fifth doesn't get me to sectionals. And Shanna's like, well, if you skate a clean program tonight, um, you can knock me out of fourth. And Tina witnesses this exchange with just anger and rage. Vitriol. (laughs) Vitriol, perfect word. (laughs) So Tina goes up to Casey and she's like, Casey, you almost lost a boot out there, Casey. And Casey's like, yeah, I think my skate's giving out. This shit is falling off her foot. Casey's out there with two tin cans on her fucking feet, tied together with a string. <laughs> what an image. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> The what I'm picturing now is like giant, like comically <laughs> large cans on her feet. <laughs> so Tina decides to take Casey to a skate shop and buy her some brand new skates. And Casey's like, oh my God, I can't accept these. And Tina's like, no, no, no. Just show me that you deserve them. And Casey thanks her. And Tina's like, no fawning. And I have a tay. I know. She's like, no fawning. Casey's like, okay. This is a child. You're doing this to a child. I know. So the long program. Casey waits on the ice for her, um, you know, turn at the long. And she tries to kind of break in her skates. And she's like moving her ankles around and whatnot. They call her name. She goes out onto the ice. But when she goes for her first jump, she falls. Yeah. And she just can't really get into the groove with the new skates. She does manage to finish her program, but it's not, you know, spectacular. So the results get posted. Nikki, Jen, and Tiffany, and also Zoe, obviously, make sectionals. But Casey doesn't. She's in fifth. Casey... She's super defeated. She stumbles over to the locker room. She takes off her skates, and this girl has these, like, giant bloody, like, blisters and welts all yeah. over her ankles and her feet. Pretty, like, graphic yeah. moment. Like, this is a crazy thing to do to a high school teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they're, the tights that she's wearing are completely, like, shredded by yeah. these skates. So Zoe sees, and she's like, are those skates new? And Casey's like, yeah. And Zoe's like, skates take a minimum of 10 days to break in. Everybody knows that. You can't compete on them. Uh, And Casey's like, but Tina didn't tell me that. Why would she? Yeah, Zoe's like, well, why would she? You almost outplaced her robot daughter. And she's like, you know, it's just like Sarajevo when they kicked her out. Maybe you should reconsider the whole not having a coach thing. Yikes. Yikes. Bikes. Yeah. So Jen, Tina, and Teddy walk out down the hallway and Casey stops them. She's like, are you happy about my feet? And Tina's like, you needed new skates. Your old ones were a mess. And Jen <laughs> is like, impression. thank you. <laughs> but Jen is like, mom, you bought her new skates? And Casey's like, don't think that I don't know you're in on it. Mm. And Teddy's like, ease up, Casey. 
And she's like, oh, like you weren't a part of it too? What kind of people are you? Like it's a really (gasps) intense moment. Yeah. And then Casey calls her mom to pick her up from the rink and she's in tears. Yeah. She's just like, I want to come home. (sighs) Awful. So Casey's mom pulls up to the rink to pick her up and she's like, Casey, get in the car. And she stomps over to the Harwood van where Tina is about to get in. Do we want to do a dramatic reading? I think we have to. Who would you like to play? You can pick. I feel like you're better at casting than me. <laughs> um, why don't Why don't you be Why don't you be Kim Cattrall? I liked your impression. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna feel it out. I'm gonna go emotion based. <clears throat> How? Dare you? Just hang on, kids. You think you can just waltz away after injuring my daughter? It's Joan, right? Pulling her away from her studies behind my back? Filling her head with a fantasy that she can skate and sabotaging her chances? I did you a favor. You didn't want this for Casey, and you're right. She's not cut out for it. Is she gifted? I'll give her that. But Casey won't fight for it. She's too polite to do what you have to, to push past everyone and everything and just take it. So that's the example you set for your daughter, to lie and sneak around and to cheat. I made my daughter strong, and you made Casey at home in a lecture hall, and she'll do very well there. So you see, we agree. My daughter is brilliant and will succeed at whatever she does, but she will do it the right way despite people like you trying to convince her otherwise. But you should go back and, like, watch it. Yeah. No, they are <laughs> they are incredible in this scene. They're really good. It's just, like, they really take the gravitas mm-hmm. of being mothers. Yeah. Because for all of their personality and, and personal experiences, mm-hmm. they really are incredibly both invested in their daughters, mm-hmm. but in vastly different ways. Yeah, absolutely. They they are really cut from the same cloth. And oh yeah. Um yeah, I think I think it's really interesting like what kind of commentary this movie has about mothers and really shows these two it's women. It's kind of like out yeah. there. Like yeah. it's kind of like whoa. Yeah, it really shows these two women as very like whole people, which I feel like we don't often get with mother characters. They're usually Mm -hmm. just, like, either there for comedic relief or they're there to get shit on or they're, you know, there to be, like, a plot obstacle or whatever. But despite how little screen screen time they have compared to the other, you know, characters in the movie, they really paint a very clear picture of the determination and ambition of these two women and how they manifest based on their interests and also the kind of, like – really limitless love that they have for their daughters and what they're willing to do for them and the sacrifices that they're willing to make for them. And I think it's just really cool to kind of see a more complex portrait of a mother that we don't normally get to, especially in like a Disney movie. Yeah. I think it was actually a really, I mean, we'll talk about this more at the end, but Mm -hmm. I really like the progression of the movie. Yeah. Back at home, Casey gets back into her routine. She focuses on her studies She looks out the window to see the frozen pond, but she just goes back to her schoolwork. So back at school, Jen stops Casey in the hall. She tries to explain to her that she didn't know anything about the skates. She was not in on any plan, but Casey won't listen to her. That's when Tina shows up. 
after Casey's walked away and asked Jen why she wasn't at practice, like it started half an hour ago, why is she still at school? And Jen has reached her breaking point. She Pretty crazy. Yeah. She tells her mom that she's done with skating and that she's been ridiculous to put herself through this for so long when they both know that she doesn't have the talent. And Tina says that perseverance is nine-tenths of mastering any sport. But Jen is just like, you never cared about what I wanted. You never even asked. And at this point, some people have, like, gathered in the hallways and are watching this fight go down. Tina's like, I'm listening. But Jen goes off and she's like, I want to stop missing school. And even though it's stupid, I want to go to the homecoming dance with Brian and I want to stop flunking math because I don't have time to learn it. It's intense. Yeah. So Tina says that maybe they overdid it a little bit with the skating. And Jen is like, you think Casey skates, mom? So the bell rings. There's a ton of people around. And Tina's like, we'll continue this at home and leaves. Yeah, at that point, Casey emerges from the shadows and asks Jen if she's okay. And Jen is like, I bet you heard all of that. And Casey's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and Jen's like, well, you know, now that I drop out, you're going to sectionals. And Casey's like, no, tomorrow is my interview for Harvard. Like, that's what I need to be doing. And Jen asks if she's sure. And Casey nods. So at the interview the next day, Casey is talking with the admissions officer who's just reviewed her project, and he's like, why do you think a triple loop jump entitles you to a physics scholarship? And Casey's like, Dr. Healy, the proof of the experiment isn't in the mumbo-jumbo of the calculation. It's in the actual improvement in the skating of three junior-level champions. I also applied the findings to my own personal skating and actually managed to implement the experiment in a very rewarding and highly personal way. And it's like very, she's very passionate when she's speaking. And Dr. Healy says, passion is what they look for in their students. And he asks her why she's passionate about Harvard. Casey has this like reflective moment. You know, she doesn't answer him right away. She pauses and she says her mom and her have been imagining Harvard her whole life. But what she needs to be doing, she can't do here. And she apologizes for wasting his time today. Paris Geller is screaming somewhere. She's (laughs) shook. And Casey gets up and Mr. Sorry, Dr. Healy is like, we won't reschedule. And Casey says, I know, and walks out. (sighs) Crazy. It went from like, gotta do this project to like I have a like I guess the movie is about your calling like it's about Mm -hmm. your passion what your what means the most to you Mm -hmm. Uh, oh my gosh this movie is like really moving it is I got teary-eyed at towards the end like while yeah performing there are a lot of actually really tense moments and Mm -hmm. this is one of the things okay Take teenage girls seriously mm-hmm. because for a child to be um, 
so interested in, in something like to be like, I want to go all in on ice skating. Mm-hmm. It's really emotionally jarring mm-hmm. as a 17, 18 year old to not have your parents backing your passion. Yeah. Like it makes you feel like a bad person. It makes you feel shitty when your parents aren't supportive of you like ice skating or doing theater or like something like that mm-hmm. that isn't seen as conventional. So I can only imagine her as a, you know, an only child. She just has her mom. She doesn't have a dad or anyone else like, uh, you know, in the house. And she's like in this strained relationship with her mom. Like that makes you feel shitty as a kid. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't have like a huge support system. Like she has Anne, I guess, and she has Jen, I guess. But she really doesn't have that safety net that a lot of people do. And also – thinking of the financial implications like she's doing this all on her own Mm -hmm. she is working at the skating rink to like pay for ice time she's wearing tina's old costume to every single performance because she has no other options and she's again a child doing this all on her own it's incredibly difficult and and when you think about it and i think this is kind of the thesis of our podcast How many movies have you seen that have gotten critical acclaim that are about a boy doing sports? Many. About a girl doing sports? Not so much. This movie doesn't get taken seriously when actually it touches on a lot of, I think, really important topics. I couldn't agree more. And I think that with the plot being the same, it could have been written in a way that lets us explore more of her. Like, you know, if it was an indie movie, we'd have more moments where she was like, Maybe she was, like, crying or, like, talking to Teddy and being, like, I just, like, want to pursue what I love, but I can't, like, you know, more shit like that. But it's not a gritty movie. Like, it was – it's rated G. Yeah. It's just a different – it's a different tone. If they did a tonal Mm -hmm. shift, they could easily make this into – like, I don't think you'd really have to change the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some sort of, like, um, like a – I almost said bird face, um, lady bird type <laughs> yeah, situation. Exactly. And then everyone would be like, oh, it's so emotionally resonant. Mm. And I like see myself in her. But because they don't, they use um, a subtext instead of context. Mm-hmm. But I think that the subtext is there. It's totally. really present. Yeah. I, I really don't think this movie gets as much credit as it should. Getting fucking hyped on Ice yeah. Princess right now. <laughs> Getting fired up. Oh, man. And the hits just keep coming because right after this interview, Casey gets in the car with her mom and Joan just says, you're giving up your dream. And we get my favorite line in these fucking movies. No, mom, I'm giving up your dream. I'm going after mine. Yes, Casey. Boom. Bam. So Casey, she's back with her skating She now no longer really has access to the skating rink because she's not on good terms with Tina, obviously. Because she was injured by the owner of the skating rink and sabotaged by her. Yeah. So like not a safe place to really hang out. So she's skating on her pond, but she keeps tripping because the ice is super rough. It's not made for, you know, practicing a routine. She ends up like falling and just lays on the ground. We have this really beautiful shot of her actually just like lying down. It's like an aerial shot. Mm -hmm. And that's when she hears a rumble in the distance. What? What could it be? It's Teddy on a Zamboni. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Ladies. How many miles away (laughs) 
did he have to drive the Zamboni? Too many. Fully not legal, for sure. You know what I'm actually thinking is that maybe this is a smaller Zamboni that he hooked to, like, a trailer, and he just mm. drove it down the ice, like, to the park. It looks pretty big, though. The it Zamboni- looks like he was, like, gotta get on my fucking, like, Zamboni and drive over. It's kind of like, oh, God, what's that movie where he rides the lawnmower to her house? Is that the porn one? It's like an 80s movie. Damn it. Fuck, I can't remember. But it's like a movie where he, like, rides a lawnmower. Um, and they also – they have a reference to it in Easy A as well where, like, Penn Badgley, like, drives his That's neighbors. what I was thinking yeah. is Penn Badgley. <laughs> yeah, that's a reference. Um, mm-hmm. It's that kind of energy. And I have to say it, ladies – a man. He is not going to do that. And he shouldn't. No, because it's illegal. <laughs> but a man will never ride a Zamboni from his mother's skating rink to the pond by your house to Zamboni it so that you can practice your routine. And as I said earlier, shocked this Zamboni didn't just go crashing through the ice <laughs> at this very, very shallow pond. But he tells... Casey that he knew she wouldn't give up and he knew that that meant she would be here. Yeah. And she says that she owes him an apology and he Zambonis away. She can finally skate properly. She's gliding super smoothly. She ends up doing like a couple of spins while she's looking at him. It's very flirtatious. Wow. And like he ends up catching her on the last one and she's like how come I can't have more than a three-word conversation with people who I haven't known my whole life, but I can skate in front of you? And he says, very sweet, because you let people see you when you skate. Oh, Yeah. So then he tells her that she's going to need help if she wants to win. In the next scene, we see Tina making her hello fresh and... <laughs> I thought about that like a minute ago. I was really excited to use it. Um, Casey rings the doorbell. Tina's like really over it. I'm like, you fucking destroyed this girl's feet. Yeah, like, you can why talk are to you her. acting like the victim? And she's like, five minutes. You owe me that much. And Tina's like, well, you're not getting an apology if that's what you came for. And I'm like, okay, okay, real jerk off hours here. Yeah, but. You know, she gives her some time and Casey asks her what happened in Sarajevo. So she tells her that during the warm up, she collided with another skater and the other skater got her. And I'm like, Tanya Harding. <laughs> Casey asks her if she ever regrets what she did. And Tina tells her that she paid her dues, but not a day goes by where she doesn't wish she handled the situation differently. Casey tells her that she wants her to be her coach for sectionals. And she says she doesn't think that she has what it takes. And Casey's like, Tina, I have to do this. I want this more than I've ever wanted anything. I said no to Harvard. I will work harder than any skater you have ever trained. And if I fail, I fail. But because I wasn't good enough, not because I didn't have the guts. I want to know what I can do in the sport, and I'm going to find out. Tell me why I have chills right now. <laughs> Tell me why I have fucking chills right now. Oh, my God. I almost knocked yeah. over the box. Um, and Tina's like, meet me at the rink at 530. <gasps> You're in. That was the audition. You nailed it. 
Oh, incredible. Beautiful, gorgeous, stunning. So we go from this very high high to a very low low Mm -hmm. because Casey goes home. Joan is really upset that Casey went to Tina, which I can't blame her. She did injure her daughter, of course. And Joan is really worried that Tina is rubbing off on her. She's like, you know, you're sneaking around, you're lying, you're just like her. She's like, oh, you just want to be glamorous like Tina. And Casey's like, it's not about glamour, it's a sport. And Joan says, are you sure it doesn't just make you feel beautiful? Tell him what Casey says. Tell him what Casey says. Casey says, so what if it does? What's horrible about feeling strong and graceful and beautiful for once in my life? And I get, I have chills just hearing myself say that right now. It's also very cold in my apartment, so that could be part of it. But <laughs> you're like, I've had chills this whole episode. <laughs> it is freezing in Canada right now. Girl, I have hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the negatives out here. But tell me why I'm in the ER right now. <laughs> hypothermia. <laughs> but. This moment, I think, is incredible. I think it's also incredibly uh, progressive for a movie set in 2005. Yeah, for sure. And I think this really goes to show the evolution of feminism throughout the years when you look at Joan, who, you know, is very much a second wave feminist. And she's – it's very much like putting a woman into a man's role, like putting – a woman into like existing structures rather than breaking down structures and creating new ones. Mm-hmm. And I think getting to see this dichotomy between the two of them is super interesting. And Casey asks Joan why she's jealous of Tina. And Joan says, no matter how old we get, I guess we'll always hate the prom queen. Jesus. It's like, whew. Yeah, a lot to unpack. There's yeah. the whole like her just tell- having the courage to tell her mom like, so what if I feel beautiful right now? I mm-hmm. feel, and beauty doesn't have to be effeminate. No, beautiful just means that you are feeling like good about yourself, like mm-hmm. inside and out. Like you feel good, mm-hmm. and and there's nothing wrong with feeling good or. It deriving from your personal appearance if that makes you feel good and not like bad or Mm -hmm. shitty it it kind of just like goes full circle of like these elements that joan has been purposely trying to protect her daughter from Mm -hmm. casey has learned to claim in her own way and make her feel empowered Mm -hmm. and joan kind of still wants to live in this area where it's like no that doesn't exist in an empowering way yeah the subtext it's all there. It's all there. Oof, it's all there. Yeah. So Casey goes up to her mom and hugs her and says, it will always be the Casey and mom show. And Joan says, will it? And Casey asks her to just come and watch her at the rink. She's like, if you could just see me for like five minutes, you'd understand. But Joan refuses. And she's like, I have a class. I need to go. Where do we go next? It kind of like the screen like darkens, it like blocks out, and then it Mm -hmm. comes up on the sectionals, okay? Mm -hmm. ESPN broadcast, Michelle Kwan is a judge. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sure. The skaters are warming up. Jen and Anne sit in the audience together. 
Meanwhile, Casey is by the edge of the rink um, in some woman like skates right up next to her and kind of freaks her out the mind games mind games tina reminds her to just breathe so we have the short program zoe is up first she does like a little number to toxic by britney spears crazy (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool and then we have tiffany she does another like very graceful elegant stunning classical piece some girl named Chantel who we know nothing about and don't ever hear from again. <laughs> then the jumping shrimp. She does a little uh, Pink Panther moment. Um, she's very expressive. She's like very dynamic to watch actually. Yeah. And then lastly is Casey. And Michelle Kwan says, they say she's the one to keep your eye on. Ooh. So Casey does her performance. It all goes pretty well. And she ends up placing fourth. In the locker room, Casey is psyched about her scores. And she's kind of like feeling really invigorated. But Tina's like, okay, but I think your stiffness in your like jumps, um, like stilted your artistry score. Like giving her these like tips, like she can't be excited yet, right? Because Mm -hmm. she's her coach. And she gives her a bottle of water and tells her to rub her feet for five minutes. But – Gives her, like, a bit of a smile before she goes. Then Jen comes in and congratulates her on her scores and tells Casey that she actually lied to her before. If you fuck up the short, you can never win. Yeah. And they laugh together. Jen's like, hey, um, the director told me to ask about your mom. Did you ever patch (laughs) things up? And Casey's like, we haven't spoken in two months. Two months. Two months months they're the only two people in that house it's insane and casey's like i think i broke her heart (sighs) really sad yeah i'm looking up who wrote this (gasps) i've just made a real-time discovery okay so the screenplay is by hadley davis and also the story is by hadley davis and someone else that other person is Meg Cabot, writer of The Princess Diaries and many, many other books. This movie should have blown up way more. Well, I actually do think the DVD sales were pretty substantial. I think so, yeah. But Meg Cabot, I love her. I love that bitch. I love her. She's my homie. I love her. And by homie, I mean I met her when I was 12 (laughs) and she signed my book. Um, All my homies fucking love Meg Cabot. (laughs) She said, to Christina, you rock. Heart Uh, Meg. So basically besties. Love. But anyways, we have a little quick cutaway scene to Joan. She is like teaching her college class. She's talking about like Euripides and all these other authors. She then looks at the clock and knows that it's like the skating competition is happening right Mm -hmm. now. So back to sectionals. The skaters begin their long routines. Tina offers earplugs to Casey And she's like, you don't want to hear the crowd. Nothing else exists right now. So Casey is about to go on. But first, she really wants to just hear her mother's voice. And so she calls her mom. Her mom doesn't pick up. And Tina tells her that this isn't about her mom. It's about her. And she needs to skate with her heart. So Casey begins her long routine and falls on her first trick. And at this point, 
in the audience, Jen offers her hand to her mom and she's like helps with the nerves and it's like a sweet moment. They kind of reconcile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Casey continues. She rallies. She keeps going on with her program. And then she sees her mom in the stands watching and she just becomes filled with like her passion again. And she just drives the program home. She nails her routine. She enjoys herself. She even throws in a triple Lutz. You know, the judges are floored by how um, she recovered from the initial fall and the crowd goes wild. Joan stands, Tina cries. I was getting a little misty myself. Um, It's beautiful. It's really a very beautiful moment. Also, she's wearing the most gorgeous costume. It's like a kind of like an icy blue. She looks like a swan, really. And she's wearing Mm -hmm. like a little tiara, ice princess, hello. But it it kind of like does a little bit of like a nude illusion where it like fades down. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's stunning. She looks incredible. So... The results are in. We see Casey and Tina take their place on that little couch where skaters always go to, like, watch their results come in. And Casey's scores are incredible. They're almost, like, For having a fall? Yeah. Yeah. They're almost neck and neck with Nikki. And then for her artistic marks, they're also almost, like, dead even with Nikki. But she Mm -hmm. just fell short. So she instead... Has to settle for the silver. Ah, but it still takes her to nationals. Hell yeah. Yeah. And Michelle Kwan says, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll even see the 2006 Olympics. With this skater, anything is possible. Okay, Michelle. Yeah. Okay, Miss Kwan. And Casey just looks to Tina and thanks her. Finally, Casey goes up to her mom And Joan tells her if she'd just taken 10 minutes to watch her, she never would have dot, 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 you know. And she apologizes for just not seeing what was going on. And Casey says that she sees her better than anybody, and they hug. And it is like, uh, there's a really, for me, like, that really resonated with me because I feel like not not necessarily that there was like a lot of animosity, but like with me and my mom, there was like a lot of tenseness when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and there was like a lot going on with me and stuff. But now that I'm like older and I've worked through some of my own issues, like I really feel like I've been able to cultivate a friendship with my mom and mm-hmm. I love her like so much. And I just like found that this moment really resonated with me. Oh yeah. I, I feel very similarly. Sometimes I, I think about – um the way that my mom and I used to fight when I was a teenager and like we would get into arguments and you know, it was, it's hard. It's hard being a teenage girl. And, um, Oh yeah. As I've like grown up and am much more like level headed and, you know, mature. Um, Mm -hmm. I do also feel like I, I have a much better relationship with my mom. I feel like we can be a lot more honest about things and we can talk and it doesn't always have to like immediately turn to like a fight, which is kind of what it was Mm -hmm. when I was like 16 guys. Call your mom if you Uh, haven't. Give your mom a call. Yeah. Say hi. I really highly recommend or whomstever raised you. Really recommend because it it does feel like one of those things, especially if you listen to Golden Hour, 
when she has that song about like time. Oh my gosh. Kills very me. Very emotionally charged. Yeah. Uh, it's so crazy. To th- now I'm like, we, we have to go back to the pod. Yeah. But I will say just as you get older and I'm only 25, like we're only mm-hmm. 25, but it does feel like it feels scary to think about the future in the sense that like my mom was, I think like a year or two older than me when she mm-hmm. had my brother. Yeah. And it's like the generational gap has been filled. Like if I had a Mm -hmm. kid tomorrow, that would be like, you know, the next generation after me. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like where where like 18, it's like you have a kid when you're a teenager and it's like, you know, really short. Like Mm -hmm. that's not the average age. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, it's just like when you (laughs) – I don't know. Like I know it sounds stupid to say, but like I do really feel like – you know, when you have a kid, it's like part of my life will end because the kid's mm-hmm. life is beginning and you, you know, when you have a kid, you're like hyper invested and you just oh, want Oh, yeah. Them to it like, changes everything. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's crazy to think about that, like coming up sooner yeah. rather than later. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom had my brother when she was my age. Whew. It is crazy. <sighs> All right. Shall we wrap up this movie? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> So Casey decides to go back out onto the ice to really, like, take it all in, be present in the moment, and, like, relive the routine that she just did. And that's when Teddy comes up with a dozen roses for her. Ah! So sweet. I love that. Yeah. And he tells her that she can drive the Zamboni anytime she wants. And finally, they kiss It's a magical moment. We love it. I did. I don't know if I even mentioned this, but I definitely had a crush on Teddy when I would watch this as a kid, for sure. I was wondering that. I was curious about that. Yeah. Meanwhile, in somewhere else in the arena, Nikki is having a temper tantrum about how Casey is going to whip her ass if she trains with Tina for six months. And then her mom is like, Nikki, like, there's the camera. And she turns (laughs) around and she's like, Hi. And this news reporter who she's obviously familiar with is like, Nikki, how do you feel winning today? And she's like, I just go out there on the ice and try my best. And I guess today my best was good enough. <laughs> with a little shrimp, like, shrimp yeah, stuffed animal. Shrimp stuffed animal. <laughs> so final scene, Joan tells Tina that they're going to have to find Casey a sponsor. You know, it's a lot of money skating. And Tina's like, I'm already on it. Burger Blast is interested. And Joan is like, Burger Blast? I'm not going to have her sponsor something she can't eat. What about grape nuts? And Tina's like, how about cod liver oil? And I'm like, and like, you know, uh, Joan is like, okay, well, they're doing, uh, Casey's going to do four courses this upcoming semester and tina's like four courses that's out of the question and she's like okay maybe two and they both agree though that teddy is out of the question he is a distraction (laughs) i'm like your own son (laughs) i made me controversial I think it would be very cool if there was a sequel where Joan and Tina fall in love. They're two divorcees. Who knows? There's a lot of tension there. Damn. I like that, but only the only reason I don't like that is because 
I feel like it would detract from the original movies. That's fair. That's fair. Gravitas. Would would I love another movie to be yes. like that, though? Would I love Absolutely. Joan Cusack and Kim Cattrall to star in a romantic comedy at some point? Absolutely, I would. I'm thinking yes. Yeah. Damn, now I want to watch The Kids Are All Right. But to, to wrap it up, though, <laughs> this movie does end with another bop. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else Hell can feel yeah. it for you. Only, Only you, you can, can let, let it in. in. No, no one else. else. No, no one else. <laughs> and that is Ice Princess. That's wow. It. I was not expecting us to like have this much to say about this movie before I rewatched it. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it'll be like a fun little like Disney movie. But there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite Disney movies. Wow. Yeah, I really like this movie. I just think there's no fat on it. I think that mm-hmm. uh, it feels like really raw and real compared to other Disney movies. Like no shade, of course, but mm-hmm. like, you know, fucking like the Cheetah Girls, like they're, com- they're becoming famous or yeah. like Cadet Kelly. It's like that's unrealistic, mm-hmm. but it's possible for a girl who never put herself first and pursued her passion to mm-hmm. like decide to just go for it and pursue her passion. I don't know. It just makes me feel like it reminds me of being a teenager and Mm -hmm. wanting to do something for me. It was theater. And I don't know. It just makes me feel really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have like a ton to say because I feel like I layered a lot of my thoughts in already. We talked so much. (laughs) Yeah. But I think this movie is really great. I think that people should give it a chance and actually really like allow yourself to engage with it in good faith and like allow yourself to get invested in these characters and their stories. And I promise you, you're going to come away with something that I don't think you would have expected. And I just really encourage everybody to give this movie a second pass Mm -hmm. because I think it is really uh, kind of one of the best examples that I've ever seen of a teen movie for kids because there are lots of movies yeah. that are about teenagers that are for children. Then there are movies about teenagers that are for adults. It's actually quite rare to find any sort of teen content that's aimed at teens. Because it's either adults reflecting back on their mm-hmm. teenhood or like kids looking forward to growing up. Um, and I think this definitely falls in the category of the first one where it's for children. And I think that it has a great message for kids, but also... Those lessons are evergreen, and we can always learn them. I love that phrase that you used, um, engage in good faith. Mm-hmm. Like, trust that the movie isn't just a bunch of fluff. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's okay when you watch a movie to kind of regress yourself and picture yourself back in high school mm-hmm. or think about maybe the relationships that you had with your family in high school and kind of reflect Mm-hmm. and parallel your experiences to what you're seeing. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong in engaging in that manner instead of an analytical manner that's like, you know, what's the film uh, fucking composure and yeah. how are they, like, writing and how is it lit? Like, think about you and your experiences and how it's reflected on screen and – what it really like means, what the characters are going through. And I think mm-hmm. that you might, you know, find something special there. I agree. And on that note, shall we rate this bad boy? I'm giving it a fucking 10 out of 10. <gasps> I don't even give a fuck. 
Yeah, why not? Let's go for it. Let's hit it. Yeah. 10 out of 10, baby. So if you want to watch Ice Princess, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's mm-hmm. waiting for you. Go check it out. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Yes, we had a blast. And just a reminder to check out the Tea Public. You can click the link in our bio um, for our shirt and merch link. And there's a sale going on. Or actually, there will be a sale going on. <laughs> yeah. Next week. Yes. And uh, don't forget, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. Or you can send us an email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week for another movie. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.